This is the Tree of Life, Season 6, Chapter 2. In this episode, we will be talking about the role of oxytocin, in the context of the cortisol oxytocin equilibrium, in the acquiescence of an individual to the nine dialogues of expression within every intersection. To start off, when one maintains an oxytocin weighted ratio, that is, a person's equilibrium of oxytocin cortisol is weighted towards oxytocin, a number of distinct things start to happen. First of all, oxytocin has been found to improve a person's ability to imitate another person's behavior. It has also been found to be linked to a person's ability to interpret and respond to social cues. Finally, epigenetically, oxytocin has been found to regulate these behaviors neuronally. As stated in the past season, oxytocin plays a key role in epigenetic convergence, producing genetic synchronicity. But oxytocin's salience for the interpretation and responsiveness to social cues tells us something else entirely. It tells us that the brain's ability to unconsciously respond in an affirmatory fashion to the nine dialogues of every intersection is mediated by oxytocin. Which is to say, that when a person's cortisol oxytocin equilibrium is weighted toward oxytocin, the result is an acquiescence to the content or narratives of the nine dialogues, which manifest unconsciously in every social exchange. This makes sense for the following reason. Since oxytocin is produced in a reciprocal relationship, we can see that the oxytocin-mediated coupling outlined in the last few episodes describes an unconsciously mediated relationship which lends itself to conditioning. What social scientists call social cues are in fact unconscious manifestations or body mechanical manifestations of the nine dialogues underlying every social encounter. Which is to say that the various plates of the body, namely the plate of the hands, the plate of the voice, the plate of posture, the plate of the face, the plate of spatial location, each accord with a separate and complete narrative, which is interpreted by the other social participant as a separate narrative, corresponding to a distinct affirmational response to our impulses. In other words, when your mind is saturated with oxytocin, your benefit is found in the unconscious narratives corresponding to the nine dialogues, and you instinctively act out the underlying behaviors or impulses in response to each social intersection. In other words, Oxytocin doesn't just result in epigenetic convergence and genetic synchronicity, it generates this by making us consciously blind to our own actions, pursuant to self-interest, providing us an unconscious awareness, or intuitive awareness of the other's responses to our many impulses. Now, it is likewise true that since oxytocin appears to enhance the activity of mirror neurons to improve a person's ability to imitate another. It also follows that since oxytocin appears to epigenetically enhance responsiveness to social cues, we can see in this that epigenetic convergence is a natural response of reciprocation, as well as the genetic synchronicity, which is associated with an in-group. If we return to the example of the two individuals in separate rooms, the gradual shift in the homeostatic equilibrium of the reciprocating individual is linked to epigenetic encoding through oxytocin mediation, as well as mirror neuronal firing. In other words, the reciprocation by the second actor in the adjoining room doesn't just increase oxytocin, it is linked to greater responsiveness to social cues, i.e. acquiescence to the nine dialogues of the intersection, as well as epigenetic convergence and greater genetic synchronicity. 
The only thing missing to enable the formation of an in-group as between the two social participants is the use of a common trait representation between them, i.e. if their voices are heard above a murmur, or if they develop a language out of those said murmurs. That's the end of the podcast for today.